0: I'd like to thank you, uh, the elders and Dylan and Jim for giving us this opportunity to preach tonight. Uh, welcome to the Kissimmee Church of Christ for those who are visiting. Every third, Wednesday or every third Sunday, we have um, a night of singing and one of the gentlemen here preach a lesson. Uh, thank you again for letting me preach and thank you again as you keep your seats and run out, run out on me. <coughs> Many of you are probably wondering why I chose such a verse as Corinthians uh, 11.5. Sounds odd, but I'll let you guys know here in a minute. For now, I want you guys to imagine with me a situation where you're talking to somebody, conversating, going on for an hour, talking about a heated subject. That person uh, stops, stops you in the middle of a conversation, brings up something you said 10, 20 minutes ago, and uses your words out of context. How are you going to feel? Probably upset, a little at least upset. You'd Be like, I didn't say that. The person will fight you and say, yes, you did. You said those exact words. And that person's probably right. You probably said those exact words. But they might be taking it out of context. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, the world takes the Bible out of context. Many things that are said in the Bible might be said word for word out of the Bible itself. You might meet people out there that know much, as much about the Bible as you do, even more perhaps. But do they know how to keep the Bible in context? The verse I read, uh, had for scripture was Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, my bad, eleven, verse five. If you turn with me there now. <coughs> As the Bible says, But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is one, her head, for that is one the same is as if her head were shaved. Sounds a little harsh that the Bible says every woman should cover her head when she prays or prophesies. So, why does the Bible say that? Obviously, Paul is talking about something here in Corinthians. If we take one verse out of what he's saying, we can make him say anything. We could go anywhere in the Bible and make the Bible say practically anything we want it to say. If we take verses here, we pick and choose verses. The whole section here in Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is talking to the Corinthians. He's telling them what they need to do to get right with God. Here men of the congregation, women of the congregation, the congregation is bringing in their own traditions. Further along, you'll read, if we continue reading the chapter, uh, in verse uh, 10, or wait, no, sorry. Pardon me. Where was it? I lost it. Uh, Verse 14, Does not even the nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is, a dishonor to him this is not written in the Bible this is a tradition of man we can go back to Judges uh, Judges chapter 13 and we see Samuel his mother is told that when he is born that no razor is to be touched his head from the day he's born to the day he dies that no razor should touch his head obviously the Bible says something different here man is not supposed to have long hair he's supposed to have short hair So what here uh, Paul is discussing with the Corinthians is the simple fact that they can't bring their own traditions into the congregation. Bringing those traditions is not what Jesus had intended. He wanted his word preached word for word. He wouldn't want one section preached, this section preached, that section preached. He wanted the whole word preached. He wanted us to follow the law. If you would turn with me to John 3.16 is another verse that we hear often in the secular world. Or maybe not heard often, but at least seen often. We see those signs in all different kinds of sports, uh, entertainment venues. You see it in wrestling, football, John 3.16. So here in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The our world we can we see this verse a lot in the secular world and in the religious world denominations love to use this verse they love to take it out of context they love to use just this verse where whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life so they like to take that out of context and say that the bible says whoever believes in god shall have, or whoever believes in jesus shall have everlasting life so, all we have to do to God, for this verse, all we have to do is believe in God, or believe in Jesus. But, if you go back a few verses in chapter 3 to verse 5, the word says, Jesus, most or Jesus answered to the um, who he was talking to at the time, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, now he's saying you have to be baptized too, not just believe in Jesus. You have to be baptized for seeing works. Now if we skip ahead in chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, the word says, For everyone participating in evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearer seen that they have been done in God. So not only does chapter 3 say we must be baptized, we must be believing, we must also do good deeds. We must come into the light and show our deeds. Those who do not do good deeds are doing evil deeds. They do not want to come into the light. They do not want to show the whole word. They want to use bits and parts of their word. Now another one, we can go to James 5, 15. <coughs> The word says, And the prayers of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. So all we have to do is pray according to the Bible here. According to James, all we have to do is pray. Not so fast. James already answered what the secular world would say. Turn to chapter 2, verse 17 of James thus as faith by itself it does not have (laughs) works let me go back thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead so our prayers of faith cannot save a sinner cannot save ourselves if uh, we continue reading in James chapter 2 you can read uh, verse 10 for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. James clearly puts out that we have to follow the whole law. The whole law is the Word. The Word is given to us by God. The Word is what we need to follow so we can meet God one day in heaven. What will save us is the whole law. We may know parts and bits of the pieces, but we can't take parts out that we want. We have to know the whole law. We have to follow the whole law. If we can't follow the whole law... We can't meet Jesus in heaven again. We can't enjoy our eternal life, our eternal promise of paradise in heaven with Him, which He has promised to His children, those who follow Him. We must follow His rules. We must keep the Bible in context. If we can't keep context in the Bible, we may condemn someone to everlasting damnation. We may condemn ourselves to everlasting damnation. We must keep the Bible in context. Brothers and sisters, the message is yours. If you have any need to come forward tonight, whether it be restored or baptized, please come forward as together we stand and sing.